1: Up everybody! It is a big day. It is Tuesday, and it's time for another episode of Flippin' Bat. Team USA plays in just a little while. We're recording in the morning, and they're about to play. We got a lot to talk about here in the baseball world, though. Miguel Cabrera has announced his retirement after next year. We got some Hall of Fame ballot news. Justin Verlander has talked to the Dodgers. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about the Jose Abreu signing for the Astros. This one is going to be. Be a lot of fun. Let's get to it.
0: It's a ball out Eight inning loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real finish. He swings and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run.
1: And a huge bat flip to celebrate. Alright, Ben, start the show already. Alex, we got another episode. And that means another day wearing our Team USA sweaters, because guess what? Team USA is about to play. Big day. And I want to say another day wearing our sweaters on the show. But I believe this is your first time actually wearing it on the show, despite seeing you wear it everywhere. So it is an honor for you to finally feel like it's appropriate to wear it on Flippin' bats.
2: I feel like this sweater is just a part of me now. I wore it to the Chargers-Chiefs game. I've worn it both their first two matches, worn it to a pickleball tournament, and now because USA is playing today, obviously, I believe that we can win. I believe that we can win. I've been, like, singing this all day in my head. So excited for USA today. Huge do-or-die game. We got this. Let's hope we're undefeated wearing the sweaters. So let's keep it rolling. Let's
1: hope... Team USA stinks less than your sweater oh, stop. does. Stop.
2: Right I smell now. great. <laughs>
1: uh, but we have a lot to talk about in the baseball world. And this this is gonna be a lot of fun today because we have we're gonna we have Bryce Harper to talk about. We have Miguel Cabrera, the the new inductees that are gonna be on the Hall of Fame ballot. Not not official inductees, yeah. the potential new inductees. Got a lot to talk about there. Justin met with the Dodgers yesterday. Uh I So we've got a lot to talk about there. This one's going to be fun. Oh, and uh guess that free agent, which I, which I hear is just getting tougher and tougher and yeah. tougher. So everybody can join me for that, where I get three teams and have to guess the name of the free agent. So we'll see. But first up, Bryce Harper. Big news. Big news, because we knew His elbow wasn't in good shape. That was known. But we didn't know how bad and what the surgery or maybe not surgery would look like. But on the 23rd of November, so about a week ago, Bryce Harper underwent Tommy John surgery on his ulnar collateral ligament in his right arm and will be out for a while. So big news there, obviously, for the remainder of the year after he... After he heard it for the majority of the year last year, he was just DHing because of this injury. Then he came was out for a while with the broken hand. Then came back and wasn't great until the playoffs, where honestly the, the the Phillies aren't in the World Series without Bryce Harper. So now he's getting this surgery. Prognosis isn't great here. Obviously, for a pitcher, it's basically a full year you're out. Bryce Harper. Uh, He's a DH. We saw this happen recently with Shohei Otani in the last few years that he ends up getting Tommy John surgery but is still able to DH. So when will Bryce Harper be able to DH? Well, seemingly around the All-Star break is what the Phillies themselves tweeted out. The prognosis is return to DH around the All-Star break and a possible return to right field towards the end of the season. Uh, but big news here, and I don't want to say most importantly, but sadly, this means Bryce Harper will not be playing in the World Baseball Classic in March.
2: That is sad, but but you got to think of the the long term effects here, right? Because if you have that elbow issue and you don't take care of it now, this could linger for the remainder of your career. Now, as you mentioned, for a pitcher, it's a lot more serious. It can be anywhere from one to two years for them to get back to their full potential on the mound. But as you mentioned, we just saw this with Shohei Otani back in 2018 when he got Tommy John, and he was back within seven months DHing while he was still rehabbing his arm to pitch, which is kind of right in the middle of. The two kind of time windows that we have of yeah. Bryce Harper would be eight months if it's by the all-star break, six months if it's early May, and Otani was seven months. So it's kind of right, it feels right that six to eight months until you get Bryce Harper back DH'ing. So it's not as bad and it's gonna be better for him in the long run, knowing that he's not gonna have a lingering issue someone who's an MVP caliber player
1: yeah I mean you also can't like I don't think it's realistic for Bryce Harper to DH for the rest of his career like this isn't if you have if you have a tear in your UCL as bad as he apparently had needing to get Tommy John there's no possible way you could go out there and throw in right field I mean this was this was a necessity um there's no way around it it sucks for the Phillies who Uh, We're great and we'll be good next year, and we'll be missing Bryce Harper for much of the year. Uh, So this is a big blow, a big blow to the Phillies. Um, Unfortunate for Harper, obviously one of the biggest stars in the game, MVP the year before last, um, and then obviously became a lifelong hero in Philly for for what he did in the playoffs. And uh, I think Joe Davis said it best after his homer. It was the swing of his life against the yeah. Padres it was awesome but um the Phillies have there's some concerns there now some big ones
2: uh yeah not only with Bryce Harper not there but they have a lot of holes to fill they are losing 10 arms potentially they have 10 arms that are free agents which oh, is kind of a kind of a big deal considering that wasn't necessarily their strong point that was their weak in the postseason but now you don't have Bryce Harper you've talked about Trey Turner, they should push hard to get him over there, which could kind of make sense. He could fill the slot, not only shortstop, but he also can play outfield. So that could be a potential idea. But I don't know. Who, who should the Phillies go after hard now in free agency? Now that you don't have Harper, you have 10 arms that are free agents. You you need some, some beef in that lineup and obviously in the rotation and bullpen.
1: I, I think the answer is still Trey Turner. Um, when I look at the Phillies sands Bryce Harper their offense is still elite and you're going to get him back hopefully around the all-star break so I don't have any immediate offensive concerns with the Phillies because of this I think the glaring issue for them and and the perfect fit as I've been saying for months now half a year it feels like is get Trey Turner he's the perfect fit he wants to come back east. He wants to play with Bryce Harper, which might take a little longer than he thought if he ends up on the on the Phillies, but fix that middle infield hole that you have. And in the meantime, he's he's versatile. So, you know what? Like I don't think Trey Turner wants to play outfield. I think he wants to play shortstop. But you know, you have here your outfield currently would be Brandon Marsh in center, Shorber in left, Castellanos in right. I think it just gives you more flexibility. So go get Trey Turner, make him that, make him your middle infielder, and then if need be, on a day or two, put him out in center field where he's played plenty before. Move Brandon Marsh or, or give somebody a day. So I don't, I don't look at this Bryce Harper news and say, oh my God. The Phillies need to go get an outfielder. It has to happen. I don't. I don't. I think there there are two issues that remain the same: are get a middle infielder, and do multiple things with the pitching. Uh, I think having having the studs at the top of the rotation that they do, great. I think they need another back into the rotation starter. So not one of the elite guys on the market. I'm not expecting them to go get a Jacob deGrom or Justin. I don't see that happening, but there's plenty of guys out there to go get and to bolster the back end of your rotation, but they need five guys yeah. in the bullpen. They they desperately, as you mentioned, ten arms, 10 arms that are, free agents. that are leaving. And this the arms were the weakness of yeah. this team. The bullpen was the big glaring weakness. You had guys that were able to come in and get big outs, um, obviously, the David Robertson pickup was big for them, but he's one of the arms out.
2: Syndergaard also. Syndergaard
1: out was a guy Eflin that could Gibson. provide back into the rotation help or bullpen yeah. help. Uh, Eflin was a guy that we saw them turn to multiple times in the playoffs. Uh, Alvarado is a guy that can get outs for them, but they have they desperately need bullpen help, and it's yeah. not just an arm or two. I'm not looking for them to go get a, a a stud closer, which they need, by the way, I'm looking for them to go to, to, to go get five bullpen arms, just guys that can get outs that you trust at the back end of their bullpen. That's what they need. Go get Trey Turner, go get bullpen arms, and you will be back in the playoffs. No doubt.
2: Yeah. That's what I was going to kind of attack on is okay. Yeah. You're not going to have your MVP guy, Bryce Harper for the first half of the season. Most likely. Not the end of the world. Special things happen when you lose a top player. Guys come together. They figure out ways to get it done. The biggest issue is pitching. You're not going to win games, especially late in games, if you don't have the right bullpen. And that should be the biggest concern of how they get back to the postseason, is rounding out yep. their entire
1: pitching. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, Bryce Harper out for a bit. It will be a tough blow for the Phillies. I believe they can ride the ship and we'll be just fine uh once he comes back for sure but from one guy that we we won't see until probably the all-star break until another guy that Alex
2: his final year we
1: won't be seeing after this next year and that is tough this is this is a tough one for me uh Miguel Cabrera has announced he is retiring after the 2023 season this is a guy that I have been around Honestly, the majority of my life. Yeah. Uh, my brother was drafted in, oh, boy, 2005, four, four. 2004, right? And in 2004, I'm 12 years old. I was up in Detroit a lot starting in 2006. At that point, I was 14 years old. Miguel Cabrera was there, and I was there for the entirety of, of that Detroit Tigers – tenure with with Justin and I became teammates uh with Miguel Cabrera in spring training we were in the same spring training lineup a couple of times I pinch ran for Miguel Cabrera one time in spring training I got to know him very well um and there's no doubt about it Miguel Cabrera is one of the greatest of all time and he is one of the um one of the the most exciting guys to just watch on the field because he he has so much fun playing the game of baseball and he really helped me in my career, especially when I was in college. Because I would go up watch and watch him play, and I had the the um I had the fortune of hitting in a cage with Miguel Cabrera when I was a college player. I'd go up, we'd hit in the cage, we'd talk about hitting, but then I'd watch him play, and you just realize this guy when the when the lights turn on and he steps between the white lines everything that he's worked on just he he just goes and plays and he has so much fun and when i when i watch miguel cabrera and what i will think of when i think of miguel cabrera is one how great he was and two how much fun he had playing the game and it it taught me a lot it taught me to hey just step back for a second and just remember this is a game and you can't get too caught up in going over 2 or over 3 in your first few at-bats. Just keep having fun. Keep going about your business. And just remember you're playing a game. And nobody does that better than Miggy. I mean, you look around. He's always messing around with kids in the stands. He's yes. messing around with – I mean, I, I will never forget him and, um, him and Adrian Beltre, the relationship that they had. And Miggy would just always touch Beltre's head as he would round the bases. And Beltre hated that despised it but the two of them had just so much fun on a baseball field and now uh it's all coming to an end for miggy one of the greatest of all time uh 3000 hit club 500 home run club one of just 33 members of the 3000 hit club and one of just 28 members uh of the 500 home club home run club and just the seventh yeah to do both of those the seventh all-time to have 3,000 hits and 500 or more home runs. Joining Hank Aaron, yeah. Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols, Willie Mays, Rafael Palmeiro, and Eddie Murray. Now, that is quite the class to be in. So, um, I'm excited for Miggy. Um it's been a tough last few years of his career, mm-hmm. but not without the milestones that he's been on. Uh, he's, he's been on a tear, it feels like, the last couple of years, getting to 3,000 hits, getting to 500 home runs. Uh, it's been special. And of all those names, I mentioned seven guys to have 3000 hits and 500 home runs. Miggy will be just the third to ever do it with an average over 300, a batting average over 300, With just Willie Mays and Hank Aaron being the other two. I mean, we're talking about one of the, one of the greatest, one of the greatest of all time.
2: Yeah. My, my first year covering the league in 2012 was when he won the triple crown. And he also has like a fun relationship with Albert Pujols. He was also him and Mike Trout were kind of going back and forth in that conversation of the MVP. But I honestly love when players do this and they let everybody know that this is going to be their final year because then teams and fans get to honor you. They get to celebrate you. And you really, I think as a player and as a person, Get to reflect on what this career and what this game meant to you. Each ballpark, if it's the last time you're there, you really get to be a part of that. Teams honor you. I remember um, when Jeter was doing his farewell tour; like every stadium he went to, they presented him with a gift. Like it's just, it's a special thing that if if you're able to do that, if you're lucky enough to reach that point in your career where you have accomplished everything that you want to accomplish and you know that you've given the game everything that you have and it feels right and it's ready and your time to step away. I think it's so magical and special for a player of his caliber to be able to do this and allow everybody to celebrate him.
1: I understand when players don't want to do it because they don't want to make it all about them on their way out. But I do think it's important to do it. I think it's important for the game of baseball I think it's important for the player, I think it's important for the fans I think it's a I think it's awesome, and obviously it, you have to be a certain caliber yeah. player like you know won't name any names out there, but yeah, the strong majority of people yeah. shouldn't be like all right, it's gonna be my last year like you have to be one of the all time greats and Miguel Cabrera is, and uh it's gonna be a sad i Celebration.
2: Happy. We just saw Pujols do it. We knew it was going to be his last season, and he got to go back to the team that started the machine. Yeah. And it was this magical farewell tour, and you're able to have that opportunity yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. I think it's special. Absolutely. So, Miguel Cabrera, this will be his final season, and one of the greatest of all time. Certainly, uh, I'd say with Albert Pujols, these are the two greatest players of, of the generation. And and one thing I think is cool, when when you look back over the last – two decades in baseball and you, you point to names that you could say are all time great. Yeah. Right. You look at Miggy and pool and then you look at Barry bonds, Alex Rodriguez. And then, you know, there, there are plenty of names you can sprinkle in that have been linked to steroids. But these two guys that we're talking about pool and specifically Miggy now, because this is who we're talking about Mm -hmm. never has been. And there's something um, there's something extra special about that because he played through the steroid era. Yep. Right. Like he came into the league while it was still very prevalent and was never linked to it and has always had, um, you know, has always done it the right way. And uh, yeah, the retirement tour will be nice it'll be special but it'll be sad the baseball world will be a sad place without miggy because he has been a bright spot in the game for a long long time but do you think he'll
2: be a unanimous first ballot hall of famer yes all right
1: oh absolutely well Uh, voters are weird voters are weird voters are weird Uh, i'm gonna somebody's not gonna somebody's gonna really the only one is Mariano Rivera. Like even like they're like King Pujols? Griffey Jr. Somebody voted no for him. Getting
2: what about it. Albert Pujols? Because he just retired, so he's coming up in a couple years.
1: I want to believe them? they both are. And this is yeah. my, this is my problem. Like I don't want to say it's my problem, but be. I believe there are certain names that absolutely should have been first ballot Hall of Famers. Mariano Rivera being yeah. one of them. King Griffey Jr. Um, I, yeah. I, Derek Jeter should have been. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Um, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, yeah, Barry Bonds, but that's a different story for we'll a different a day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Miggy is clearly, clearly, clearly first ballot Hall of Famer. But I, I think it should be unanimous. But because of I, I know their track record, and yeah. he probably won't be unanimous. But that is certainly where he is heading, Alex, yeah. and that is where we are heading. Yes, it is. Which is to some Hall of Fame news um one the the new ballot was released and all of the new names that will be on the ballot for the first time have been released and i, I always find this like it's an honor to yeah. be listed on this ballot some for of the sure. names
2: well i mean they say like nominated when you like get nominated for an academy award but you don't win right. so do I you remember... say like hall of fame nominated is yeah. that a thing like yeah it is
1: i remember i think it was last year it was either last year or two years ago nick swisher was on the ballot and i remember yeah. he he tweeted out or put on social media yeah. like, "What an honor it is to be on there." He knows he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. In fact, he's not on it this year because you need five percent of the vote to stay on. Yep. But a lot of to get on the list is it's pretty Tough. cool. So a lot of these guys that will be on the list for the first time, uh, I always find this list interesting, right? So I'm I'm going to read it off because okay. some of these names are uh, funny: Bronson Arroyo, Carlos Beltran, Matt Kane, R. A. Dickey. Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, Francisco Rodriguez, Houston Street, Jared Weaver, and Jason Worth will all be on the list for the very first time. In fact, only one player uh, that will be on the list for the last time, Jeff Kent. We can talk about him more in a second. But Alex... Those are all first-timers that are going to be on here. The strong, strong majority of those will be off after one year. But some interesting names, for will sure. Will
2: any of them get elected? Will any
1: of them day? get elected? Um, I'm going to say... Are you saying uh, of these of guys? this like, whole list. So, so of the people that are on it for times, the first time, will any of them ever get on? Of
2: the saying. list that we have right now. Not just the first-timers, oh, but okay. the whole... 2023 Hall of Fame class cuz you just read the first the first time names yeah, okay. that just got elected. But the BBWAA did not vote a player in the Hall of Fame 9 times. The most recent one was 2021. So it is possible to have this giant list and no one makes it in. So do you think looking at this list, do we have like the whole the whole list? Is that a thing? No.
1: Yeah, we have the whole. Yeah, yeah. List.
2: yeah. Do you think I mean it's out. Yeah.
1: Um I I don't think this year anybody's getting in.
2: Ooh, that's a hot take. No one's getting in.
1: Well, here, here's, my, here's my thoughts. Okay. Um, Jeff Kent, who's an interesting one for me, most home runs ever for a second baseman, it's his last year on the ballot. Okay. But his last year, last year, he was at 32.7% of the vote. You need 75% to get in. Uh, so he's not going to make it. Scott Rowland becomes an interesting one for me because he's getting towards the end of his uh, time on the ballot. And he's in the 60 percent range. Okay. Right. So I would like to see Scott Rowland get in uh, 63.2 percent. Scott Rowland was at in 2022. I think if Scott Rowland gets in, it'll be in his final year on the ballot. I don't think he get. I think he gets up around that 65 percent range. I, I don't think he's tracking to get in, though. Um, he's an eight-time gold glover. Uh, obviously, we know him for the glove. He was good with the bat. I, I, I just don't think he's tracking to get in. I certainly don't think he gets in this year. I do think there are names on the list that, one, will get in, and then I'll give names that should get in that I'm not sure about. But on this list that I just Carlos mentioned.
2: Beltran. the Beltran. Right, means, the
1: first-year guys.
2: You would think that would be a no-brainer,
1: Carlos Beltran. But should be in.
2: But he's a little tarnished from the Astro scandal. How much does that affect? I guess all the voters and all the writers getting him in. Well, we don't know. Yeah,
1: we don't know. It's we'll crazy. see. Um, we'll see. But for that, I don't think he gets in the first time around. I think he's a guy that they make him they wait. They make him wait. And I, I don't think we know enough about. Um, I don't think we know enough about how voters are going to vote. I think yeah. a lot of the voters that are inside baseball um we don't need to get into a super long conversation here, <laughs> but I think anybody that's inside of baseball knows yeah. that there was there was a there was a glaring problem around the game of baseball, but when it came to the Houston Astros specifically in that year of 2017, which by the way he came from the Yankees in 2016, comes over to the Astros, this starts there. He's kind of the 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 lead, mm-hmm. and he he kind of bears the brunt of that despite getting out that next year and then moving on elsewhere. But yeah. he was the guy there um, that a lot of people have talked about him being kind of the ringleader for all of that. So how are the voters going to vote there with Carlos Beltran? I don't know. His numbers certainly say hall he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, I mean, just – Four hundred and thirty-five homers. I mean, yeah. one. When you think switch hitters, it's
2: insane.
1: He's he's one Nine of nine-time
2: All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, Rookie of the Year, nineteen ninety-nine. Like he's got all the stats.
1: Twenty-seven hundred hits, three hundred and twelve stolen bases. The stats are there. Yeah, the I don't think he there. gets in the first time. I think voters make him wait. I don't think voters know how other voters are going to vote, which. I think people are going to make him wait there. I do think he gets in. Another name on this list that I think gets in, because I, I saw a lot of people look at this list and say, eh, nobody really jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. You know who does? Who? Francisco Rodriguez. K. K. Rod. Give it to us. Very, very underrated here. Francisco Rodriguez is one of the greatest closers of all time, the fourth most saves ever. Right, He's behind Mo and and Trevor Hoffman being those top two. He has a better career ERA than Trevor Hoffman. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Trevor Hoffman had the the better career, but you look at K-Rod. He's a six-time All-Star, two-time reliever of the year. He holds the single-season save record, which is huge, I think. He's the only reliever ever to save more than 60 games in a season. That was his record year. Saved 62 games in 2008 think about that 62 saves in a season you play 162 games he saved he saved 62 of them remarkable his six seasons with 40 plus saves are third most in MLB history behind Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman who had nine each top five in Cy Young voting three times sixth in MVP in 08 I mean when you look at the career numbers K-Rod K. Rod should get in. He's a big name. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a no-doubter. I don't think it's the first time. I don't think it's the second time, but I, I do think he gets in.
2: So that's your player that you think should get in, but probably won't.
1: I think Francisco Rodriguez should and will get in. Oh, okay. I have other Do okay. you have who do you have that No,
2: no, no. Wait, I mine's mine's the other side. So you think he should get in?
1: I think he should who get in think and will get in.
2: Should get in but won't
1: I have a couple of other names okay Um, I have I I grew up a big Atlanta Braves fan we know (laughs) (laughs) I grew up a big Andrew Jones fan Ooh. I wore number 25 in Little League and nope switched in high school I wore number 25 all throughout Little League and middle school because of Andrew Jones Put Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) What are we doing? Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. Come on. Ten-time Gold Glover. Ten consecutive Gold Gloves. Ten consecutive Gold Glove Awards from 1998 to 2007. One of only four players to have won ten Gold Gloves with 400 career home runs. Listen to these other names. They're all first ballot Hall of Famers. Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, King Griffey Jr. What are we doing here? Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. When you think defense, when you think the greatest defenders of all time, your brain goes to Andrew Jones, who was clearly one of the greatest defenders of all time. A 24.2 defensive war from 1998 to 2007 was the best of any position player with future potential Hall of Famer Scott Rowland's 15.1 being second during that span. Think about that. Scott Rowland, 15.1 during that span, the second best. Andrew Jones was 24.2. It's truly remarkable how good defensively Andrew Jones was, and the offensive numbers are no slouch. Either 434 home runs, 1,933 hits, The offensive numbers aren't bad enough to take him out of the Hall of Fame for how good he was defensively. There's no doubt in my mind he deserves to be in. It is frustrating that he isn't yet. He's one of six players to have reached the benchmarks of 350 or more homers, 100 stolen bases, and 1,500 hits through their age 30 season, joining A-Rod, Griffey, Frank Robinson, Hank Aaron, and Mantle, and, and Andrew Jones. Ugh. I'm getting worked up over this more than I even thought I would. I like it. Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. He's he's my answer. I don't know if he will. But I absolutely think that he should, right? Yep. And he's in a category defensively with, with Scott Rowland, and I think maybe that leads to a name you might have.
2: Yeah. Uh. Well, my name is... Now on the contemporary era committee ballot for Baseball Hall of Fame, and I know this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, Mm. but baseball fans, it is time we let Barry Bonds enter the Mm. chat. He has etched his name in baseball history so much so that I believe it is comical that he is not in the Hall of Fame. Let me just read you off a a couple of these stats here. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. The all-time leader in home runs, walks, intentional walks, war, seven-time MVP, two-time batting champ, 12-time silver slugger, 14-time all-star, eight gold gloves. Not only do the numbers speak for itself, yes, it's an unpopular opinion because he was involved in a PED scandal, but... You have some of the top players in the game today. Your AL reigning MVP, Aaron Judge, who has come out and said that he believes Barry Bonds' numbers are still the true leader numbers, the all-time home run, the single season, all-time home run numbers. And it's time that we let him be a part of the game, that we still show his stats That's the hardest part for me to wrap around. His name is still on all the lists at the top. We talk about him when we talk about other records. However, he is not in the Hall of Fame. I mm, no, it's time.
1: You know where I stand here. It's time. I I consider Barry Bonds to be the greatest hitter of all time.
2: Yeah. Oh, and also remember, also an unpopular opinion, and fans probably don't want to hear it. A good chunk of the league was on PEDs at that time, steroids, including pitchers. pitchers, pitchers, Including pitchers. You still have to hit the
1: ball. I I consider Barry Bonds to be the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah. Now, the numbers and the stats that you're reading off, in my mind, that, that doesn't matter because it's not the reason that he's not in. Obviously, there's not a single person on planet Earth that would say, statistically, Barry Bonds doesn't deserve to be in. The reason he's not in... Is because of the whole steroid thing. I believe he should be in. I believe he should have been in on the first ballot. The reason, well, there's plenty. The numbers, uh, he played during an era considered the steroid era that we've decided to not just wipe off the face of the earth because, oh, guess what? It saved baseball. It saved baseball. But it was
2: openly known that everybody was taking him. Well, right. It, it, like, it's not like a hidden thing. And I'm sure if you really went through everybody that's in the Hall of Fame, you're going to find a lot of other people that were also taking steroids.
1: I mean, there were th- they're Look, they just didn't get caught. People. Sports <laughs> in general, you're yeah. trying to find an edge where you can. Yep. And the majority of, guess what? Many of the guys in the Hall of Fame, especially the older guys, were taking greenies when greenies weren't allowed to be used, and and now there we get buckets to this st-
2: in the clubhouse. We we
1: get to this time where steroids are being used, and all of a sudden we're like, hey, whoa, this is awful, and you're not allowed to do this, and you're never ever going to be in the Hall of Fame, except for some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. We're not going to take them out, but you're not allowed yeah. in, and it's like, what? Come on, like what are what are we doing here? This is a this is an era of of baseball that saved baseball. The home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa saved baseball, brought so many eyes back after the strike. And it it allowed people to come back to the game and fall back in love with it. And it was exciting. And it's a time period that we still acknowledge in the record book. And it's a time period that we should acknowledge in the hall of fame. And I have, I have said this many times if you, if you want to just acknowledge what was happening uh in the Hall of Fame museum, do it. Put them in the Hall of Fame. Make a make a steroid era wing and just say, hey, <laughs> this is a big part of baseball. This is what was happening. But these were the best of the best during that time and some of the best of all time. And they deserve to be recognized yes. for what they were doing. So I'm totally fine with that. I don't care if you have to walk into another wing that says, hey, this is th- this was a this was a time period where steroids were being used. Here's who is the best of the best. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Come on, what are we doing? I completely agree with you. Barry Bonds should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame, but he is not on this ballot anymore. His time is up, but he is on... He's still able. To He's get still voted able
2: in, in the contemporary era committee ballot.
1: The contemporary era, era committee, committee
2: ballot, ballot for baseball.
1: Um fame. one more name before okay. we move on to uh name that free agent. Yep. Billy Wagner. For me. It me. Billy Wagner deserves to be in a career two point three one ERA, saved 86% of games, twelve hundred strikeouts, seven time all star, sixth all time in saves. I mean, Billy Wagner should be in because of, one, how dominant he was. Two, the story itself that Billy Wagner, I mean, one, come on. The guy was right-handed, growing up, broke his right arm, taught himself to throw left-handed, ends up throwing 100 miles an hour left-handed and being one of the greatest closers of all time. That's a great story to tell in the Hall of Fame. Why not just put him in and tell the story? Absolutely should. His nine seasons of at least 30 saves and a strikeout percentage of .30 or higher are tied for fourth most all time with Joe Nathan and behind only Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, and Lee Smith. Hall of Famers. Unbelievable. Um, funny Billy Wagner story for you. I'm ready for it. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I've been vocal about this the last few years around the time that we are right now when voting okay. becomes talked about. Billy Wagner, Virginia guy, so shout out. All right. Virginia. Hope the shout out Virginia. <laughs> it's really going to appreciate my shout out. Um he should be in. And I've been vocal about this on social media on Twitter and I think it was last year maybe 2 years ago I was going on about his numbers, why he should be in and somebody responded to a tweet of mine like tagging him on twitter like yeah at billy wagner should be in i was like oh i didn't know this guy had a twitter went to click on his twitter account i'm blocked Ooh. billy wagner has me <laughs> blocked
0: on
2: twitter did you say something mean about him before no never <laughs> alex i don't say
1: anything mean about anybody <laughs> the most positive guy in, in the baseball Media circle. I'm not <laughs> saying anything bad about uh, anybody. What could I possibly be saying?
2: You and social media have a very interesting relationship.
1: If people just people don't like the positivities. Uh, you know, I don't. They, I don't know. They're,
2: they're jealous.
1: How, the how dare you celebrate players that deserve to be celebrated? How dare I? um So I'm blocked.
2: That's hilarious. But I
1: still want him to get in. That's hilarious. So maybe maybe he followed maybe. He follows MLB on Fox and yeah. this will be posted and just, he'll see. Just it.
2: give him a plead. Hey, hey,
1: Billy Wagner. Unblock me. <laughs> unblock me, pal. Virginia buddies. You're gonna be in the Hall of Fame if I had a vote. Just do it. Just just do it, just man. Just do it. Hit that unblock button. All right. All right. Let's um name that free agent. Yeah. Guess that free agent. Whatever we're calling it these days. Ooh. Um first week I went five for five. Yep. They're not the top now. Now this is getting tougher. So I hear yep. the first week wasn't like the top 10 free agents. They were middle of the road. Last week got harder. Yeah. And I hear we're getting harder. So everybody play along with me. <laughs> Alex is going to give me uh the, the, this player's three prior teams. And I'm going to have to guess who the free agent is. Is and I believe I get 30 seconds to do so. I got five names, so my friends, let's do this. Are
2: you ready to start? I'm ready. All right, free agent number one was on the Royals, Giants, and White Sox. Name that free agent
1: so the Royals, then the Giants, then the White Sox. I know we're just using stock silhouettes, but this one I feel—I feel like this one (laughs) gives it away. Okay. This is Johnny Cueto.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That well, good for the good for him. Good. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Good start.
2: All right. Ready for your second free agent? I'm ready. Three teams were the rangers the yankees and the dodgers name that free agent
1: rangers to the yankees to the dodgers (laughs) not not really a fan favorite in new york and la but they liked him in texas this player's joey gallo
2: yeah what
1: Two for two on
2: fuego today.
1: I I don't. I've been told this is get. If I go five <laughs> for five on a day like today, but
2: you were told you were maybe going to get I two. That I was
1: told that two would be a two <laughs> would be a feat. Well, guess what, my friends. I'm at two. All right. So let's keep on rolling. Let's keep
2: it going. Ready? Yep. Free agent number three Cut. was on the Mariners, the Blue Jays. Mariners. And the Mets. Mariners. Name that free agent.
1: Mariners, then the Blue Jays, then the Mets. Mariners, then the Blue Jays, then the Mets. So it was on the Mets last. I have a thought.
2: Okay. You got 13 seconds. (sighs) Is it? Okay. Okay.
1: Look at the photo. The photo. Is it
0: Tywin Walker?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. At the buzzer.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to bluenile.com. That's bluenile.com.
1: All right. For some reason I wasn't remembering.
2: Was that your first thought? When you said I have a thought, was that who you thought it was?
0: Yeah, that that
2: was my thought. Minute. No, no, no. Oh, that great. was my
1: thought. I, I knew gotcha. I knew I knew Mariners in my head. Okay. I knew mets. And then I kind of vaguely thought, like, all right, I guess there was a bit of time in there in the Blue Jays organization. But, yeah, we're three for three.
2: Ready for free agent number four?
1: I'm ready. Okay, Bring it on.
2: Let's do it. Free agent number four was on the Giants, the Padres, and the Cardinals. Name that free
1: agent. That's the Pirates. Giants, Pirates, Cardinals. That yes. Okay. Giants, then the pirates, then the cardinals. Yes. Oh. Giants? Pirates? Cardinals. Who could this be? Um Oh, I'm not gonna uh shoot. Giants, on, just say a name. Pirate two, one, go. Dakota Hudson.
2: No. Jose Quintana.
1: Jose Quintana. Man, he's...
2: He was I, also an angel. Yeah, he's, he's, also, been he's been
1: on every team. He's literally been on... Like, that's... I, you could, that, yeah, that's why been this is so difficult, yeah, yeah, yeah. because okay. when I think Jose Quintana, I thought more rec- He's been on three teams in the last, like, year, it feels yeah. like, because the Cubs were in there recently, the White Sox were in there recently. The Angels,
2: when I was still covering them, <sighs> so, like, a couple years ago. Yeah.
1: That was tough. It's okay. okay. That was tough. If you got that one, shout Congrats. out you. Because that was difficult.
2: All right. Ready for our last, last one? one?
1: So we're, I'm three for four.
2: Yeah. You're doing good. Thank you. Free agent number five was on the Pirates, the Padres, and the Mariners.
1: Pirates, Padres, Mariners. Haven't even seen the silhouette yet. Mm. My, my mind goes to Adam Fritz. Yeah. Is this Adam <laughs> what?
2: Frazee? Yeah. I Let's even, go. I didn't even get
1: the clock Woo! up yet
2: didn't even I didn't even say say that free agent, and the clock wasn't even. Up. I
1: am, um, you know, for fuego. the for the for the TikTok crew out there that likes to say that oh, I got this immediately. No way you beat me on that one. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, I we're getting a little competitive. Four for five on, on a day on... that they said it would be good if you got two. I I I, I might have found Dang. my calling in life. Dang, uh, naming.
2: Free agent. I mean, we've been talking a lot of free agents.
1: Because Adam Frazier was very much so not random with the, this will sound weird, but not random with the Pirates because he was great. Yeah. Padres not great. Mariners, not great. But um, I found my calling in life.
2: Yeah. Well, we got some, uh, we kind of got our first big free agent signing. Finally. Yesterday. Two days ago? It was, yesterday. like, here it is. Monday. Here it is. Jose right? Abreu.
1: What's today? Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. It was Monday. Jose Abreu signs a 3-year deal with the Houston Astros, the the prized first baseman. Yeah. available, right? Signs with the Houston Astros, the team coming off a World Series victory just a few short weeks ago. We were there. We saw how dominant they were. They are they've been the best team, best team in baseball and they just keep getting better. Hey, guess what? In 2021, Yuli Gurriel, the first baseman, wins the batting title and a gold glove. In 2022, a bit of a regression. Yeah. So what do they do? They go out and get former (laughs) MVP Jose Abreu and sign him to a three-year deal. Coming off, and I don't want people to think that Jose Abreu has taken much of a step backwards. He wins the MVP in the shortened season 2020. Last year, his numbers were good. Real good. Mm-hmm. I believe either second or third last year Jose Abreu would have had the second or third best OPS on the New York Yankees. Definitely. I mean, this guy is still still an elite slugger in the game and good for him to to move on to to sign with the Astros and to get that 3-year deal because as you know, I'm a big fan of players getting that money. Go get go get your money. Um
2: and congrats to you for being open. For one, on your free agent predictions, because uh, you picked Josh I'm, Bell I'm so, to the Astros, but you originally had uh, rayu going there, and you changed it I'm last minute. I'm so
1: mad at myself <laughs> because I Ooh. did. I just I yeah. did ten names right, yep. and technically I'm not over for one, but I highly yeah. doubt that the Astros are going to now sign no. Josh Bell. But when I, when I put together my list of names, right, yeah, to send in and to get on the show and then to get the graphic made. When
2: we had our meeting, he was up there.
1: I had nine other names. Josh Bell to the Astros was not on the list. Jose Abreu to the Astros was on the list. <sighs> and I, after that meeting, decided, and you know what? I remember when it was. I was literally going to sleep. It was like 1230, and I was like, Oh, my God. I had an epiphany. Josh Bell. Don't
2: listen to those late-night epiphanies.
1: My parents used to tell me this all the time. Nothing good happens after midnight. And I didn't listen. I changed my free agent predictions to Josh Bell of the Astros and uh, took Jose Abreu off. But Jose Abreu is the one going there. Huge deal for him. Huge deal for the Houston Astros, who just continue to get better. Yeah. They continue – Look, the Houston Astros over the course of the last six to ten years have been, I think, the the best team in baseball. I think think there was an argument for them and the Dodgers were neck and neck. Well, guess what? Now the Astros got that second championship and the Astros have been the best team over the course of the last decade. Um, And they just continue to get better. And they continue to separate themselves. And I know it's early, but – the Astros had a had a hole. Yeah. It was at first base. They filled it. And they filled it with the best first baseman on the market. What are the other teams doing? The New York Yankees are caught up trying to figure out how to get Aaron Judge, who's been on their team, and you haven't been winning with him. So they have a lot of work to do if you're the New York Yankees, who I don't believe are in the same hemisphere right now as the Houston Astros. The Astros are by far the best team in the American League, by far. And they just continue to to lengthen that gap Mm -hmm. from everybody else. The Astros are the best team in the American League, and that gap keeps getting wider. And it's getting even wider with Jose Abreu. Um,
2: And their number one pitcher last year, your brother, Justin Verlander, also a free agent, someone we haven't spent a lot of time talking about because you didn't want to give away any insider information, but... It has been publicly reported mm-hmm. that he met with the Dodgers. Yeah. What are you going to give us?
1: He, um, well, I will get absolutely talk to the Dodgers. Yeah. On Monday, um, so that happened. Yeah. And you know, you just start thinking of like, this is a this is a legitimately good fit. It is. What do the Dodgers need? Pitching. Pitching. What is Justin good at pitching pitching and it's like okay for the last it feels like there's this rivalry over the last few years despite the the Dodgers not being able to get back to the to the World Series this year because they won one playoff game but there's this there's this rivalry it feels like ever since 2017 yeah and you can say what you want about the the cheating scandal. This isn't a cheating scandal thing anymore. This is just the two best teams in each league: the Astros and the Dodgers, and it's like an arms race. Yeah, quite literally, this is an arms race now. Of I, I, I think this. Whatever. Of, let, let's let's take other teams out of it because there are certainly other teams in play here. Yeah. The Dodgers are a team in play, and the Astros are a team in play. Yes, I believe whoever goes out and gets Justin will win the World Series next year.
2: Ooh, hot take. Now, if he ends up in L.A., we talked about this with Carlos Correa, if he ends up on the Dodgers. Your brother was on that team, too, that 2017 team. Would Dodger fans accept a Verlander? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, the, a Verlander, yes. They'd accept my brother. They wouldn't accept me. So you Dodgers don't think Spears he would don't... get
2: booed the same way that no, Carlos no, no, Correa would?
1: No. I, I think, look, Correa is – Correa's is different in all of that, just because of the way he handled okay. everything. Very unapologetic, very in your face with yeah. "f you" and "f you," whatever. Like yeah. villain. Be go ahead, say what you want. Look, Justin one wasn't speaking like that, and yeah. two, he's a pitcher. Like yeah. they, they'd be fine. The only, the only okay. reason Dodgers fans wouldn't. Any Dodgers fans wouldn't want Justin there is because of me. And they-
2: have you have you been getting some feedback?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the second it was rumored, like Dodgers linked to Justin, my I woke up that morning. My oh. mentions were full of oh no, that means Ben Verlander would be covering the dot one. That's not true. I cover literally everybody that's that needs it. But my mentions were full. It was, look, I actually have, here, let me find one.
2: Oh, you're going to read a mean tweet?
1: I'm going to, yeah. We should have a mean tweet. We should
2: should, have a mean tweet segment. You know they have it on the late night shows. Yeah. So you read it with a kind voice at
1: the camera. My mentions that morning were (laughs) full of, here it is right here. It was much, a lot of this. Okay. Okay. JV is bringing Ben Verlander with him to LA. I'm ending my life. At Ben Verlander, I do not like you. it's just it's just full of that
2: mean why you gotta be so
1: mean i i I just i i think it's funny justin would be accepted all right i would not be and it's totally okay but i i i I will go back to the point i just made i think if it's between those two if it's between those two teams right (laughs) if 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 what is it oh my god we have more tweets up (laughs) realizing if justin verlander comes to the dodgers so does ben with a with a gif
2: very disappointed face
1: by the way this person's uh username on twitter is hashtag Korea to dodgers
2: oh interesting
1: but this is there was <laughs> there there were many of these oh it keeps going shout out to our producers yep. here that are just rolling along with these they just went out and found there's good luck finding mean all tweets. of them because i woke Tweet. up with hundreds of them um Cat Mrs. Baseball says, "I am fine with Justin Verlander going to the Dodgers. Take Ben too. They are already cursed. How? Well, because they, because You're they've cursed? won one championship and they've been the best team in baseball for oh. a decade, and they're one champion. They're already cursed. I would okay.
2: say. Oh, I thought they were saying the Verlanders were already cursed. So I'm like, wouldn't it be good oh, luck? Because you got two. No, I, World I'm
1: Series. not. They just don't. Got it. They don't want me. Got
2: it." It's OK. I bring we up- need to bring you to Dodger Stadium and just show. I, support. I, rem- I
1: went to it was during the playoffs last year, last year. Yeah. Not this. Not this recent. It was twenty twenty one playoffs. I went to Dodger Stadium and I was walking the concourse and I walked by this condiment station. Yeah. And there were like flyers, right? Like twenty. 20- it looked like um, note cards. Yeah. And I, I, I saw the Astros logo on it, but it had like, it was like with a trash can in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are this? What are these? And it's, it, I forget exactly what it said, but it was something like, uh, it was like these hate messages of the Astros, like, we might have, like, we know we're cheaters. We didn't deserve the championship. And somebody just made these, and I picked them up and I tweeted it. And people were like, Ben Verlander planted those in Dodger Stadium. Like, people give me way too much credit for having the time to be as petty as they think I am. But I, it's entertaining. I'm not super welcomed in Dodger Stadium. It would be interesting. Here's another oh. tweet. Great. Before I can even, I have. <laughs> I'm really on the fence about Justin Verlander potentially being a viable option for the Dodgers. On one hand, Kate Upton, but on the other hand, Ben Verlander. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that-
2: she evens you out.
1: That's a, it, I, I, that's a good one. Accept it. That's a good one. So, yeah, I believe between the Houston Astros and the Dodgers, if one of those teams get him, they'll win the World Series. I think it's that. I think back right. in 2017 we saw it because it, that situation, Justin was being, was traded late in the year, and the Dodgers were between going for Justin or going for U Darvish. And I think had they gone Justin there, I think there's a potential they could have won that World Series because the Astros beat – you Darvish twice in that world series and say what you want you Darvish was tipping his own pitches and Astros got to him I think it's a big difference that year if Justin goes there so uh yeah but he is on the market didn't meet with the Dodgers on Monday what's gonna happen um I don't know Justin doesn't know but yeah a lot
2: of big names of free agency we're just waiting for one domino to fall and then I feel like they're all gonna start
1: yeah, we're yep. close. Jose Abreu, kind of the first yep. bigger name to go. Justin being one of those meeting with meeting with the Dodgers. Um, things are going to heat up here soon, and they're already starting to. But um, that does it, Alex, for today's episode. World Cup on woo, Fox, woo, woo. literally five minutes now. We're just minutes. a couple of minutes away as we are now recording. Team USA versus Iran. Win. And we're in, yes, as the kids say. Alex and I have on our lucky, hopefully, Team USA sweaters. I
2: believe that we can win. I believe that we can win.
1: Almost knocked my. Mine says Verlander on the back. Alex says Curry on the back. Uh, Almost game time. Go, Team USA. Go, hot stove and baseball. We want things to happen, (laughs) but we will be back soon. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I know I mentioned TikTok earlier. A bunch of the show clips come out. Um, all of the name that free agents come out on TikTok at Flippin' Bats for all the social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single episode at Flippin' Bats Pod. Thank you all for listening. This one has been a blast, and I'm sure next time we will have a lot more free agent stuff to talk about because it is rolling now. But until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.
2: See ya!